It was once said that the best things in life are unexpected, and this is particularly true when it comes to travel, especially when you immerse yourself in an unknown environment. On every road that you walk on and every intersection that you encounter, it's a new choice that can open a new opportunity to see, taste, smell, and hear something you've never experienced before. And so often the things that we had the least expectations for during our travels become the memories that we cherish the most. And it's today, these memories are what we're going to talk about today, the best, most unexpected experiences that we've had while we were traveling. I am Zen, and this is Meet Us in Paris podcast, the podcast about all things travel, be it best destinations, destinations, food, having an amazing time, or what to pack for your next trip. And with me today is Tanya. Hi there, everyone. Hi. Hi. <laughs> and, and Kristen. Hi. I'm just over here. Like, I think you just made our new podcast. It'd be hashtag destinations. Destina- That's a great idea. Destination. <laughs> we think of our own destination. Oh, my God. I, I love think- that. Right. Oh, we're like gonna- a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, okay. I'll make it. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, well, this is awesome. It's a hashtag, yeah. Yeah, hashtag bestination, yeah. <laughs> this seems like a good time to take a quick break. So hang on. We'll be right back. Meet Us in Paris is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education. Do you have an educational goal? At UCI DCE, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Dream big, take risks, be amazing. This is Tanya, and one one of the stories I want to share is it starts a little bit kind of sad but then it gets happy so it is we're on a trip to um as as you know my husband's from argentina we're in buenos aires and i don't know how we lose our cash so we have credit cards and you know what year is this um we were like it um it uh off-site like in in the outskirts doing like a birthday party and we all have cabins and i think I think we just didn't put it back in our luggage. Why in the world would we take it out? I don't know. But when we got back to like somebody's house, we had nothing. We went back to the you know the place we stayed. I mean, there was really not much. I think it's a carelessness on our part more than anything. But then that was the beginning of the trip. So that took a completely different spin on how we were going to spend the rest of the trip. And that's kind of like the happy surprise is, we ended up riding subways, which I never do. <laughs> um, and then I we saw like the botanical garden. We've got to see a lot of free or really inexpensive, inexpensive places. But I think the one that I liked the best was that in one of the the subway stops, by accident, we got off on, and I had to look it up, Jose Hernandez Station, and there. It's there's like an honor of Messi, Leonardo Messi, which is the the big soccer star for Argentina. Um, there's like an honor, like a mural, and this great sculpture that if you look at it from different angles, you see different parts of his life, the soccer balls and other. If you go throughout the station, you'll see all kinds of like it's like a museum of, for him. So 
we ended up staying in that station for a while looking at it. Had I not lost my money, I would have <laughs> never gotten on that subway station. And then I find out that it's like a really big deal over there. So <laughs> you can always look at it. So anyway, um, and I had to say because World Cup is coming in no- middle of November. So getting ready for Messi to, to do something good since oh. Colombia isn't going to the World Cup. <laughs> so that's my story. Cool. I love it. <laughs> All right. Am, am I up? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, mine has, I guess, more of a, let me set up the premise is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, I went to Dubai for work and I knew nothing about Dubai beyond, you just hear people talk about you, you know, people have gone to Dubai. Dubai is so cool. And I know it's obviously the UAE. They have tons of money and um, they have like the, the little islands that are like shaped like things like the Palm Tree Island, the Palm Jumeirah and stuff like that. And so I, I did imagine it to be this, like, I don't know what I thought, but maybe that there was more going on there because when I went there, I was really shocked at how, first of all, how new that city is. That was a huge surprise to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Dubai only exploded in like the past, like 10, 20 years. And what was interesting, it was in like my hotel room. And I feel like so many places they would have those like side by side photos of like Dubai in like 94. And it's literally just a dirt road with like a building in here and there. And then now they have the Burj Khalifa and all those insane, um, the skyline's just huge. And so it's just really come into its own in like the past decade or whatever. Um, so I thought that there was going to be more to do, but really it f- when I was there, it was like a Vegas of the Middle East. Like, um, that main like highway oh, yeah. road, it's like you know, quote unquote, like the strip. And when I remember I got off the plane and I, I took a, a, a taxi to my hotel and it's probably like 10 PM and I'm exhausted and look ridiculous. And there are people lining up for the club, like right outside. And I'm like in pajamas and they're done up to the nines. And I'm just like, where am I? I'm so embarrassed. Like right now, like showing up like this or um, whatever, but there wasn't too much to do. Like they had like malls. I literally went into like a five-story mall. And the first thing I see is not only is it Crate and Barrel, but it's like Crate and Barrel and they have it in English and then they have the Arabic spelling next to it, which is kind of cool. But I was like, I go to Crate and Barrel at home. Like what is happening? (laughs) I just didn't know what to expect. But so one thing that I found there, I've never found anywhere else. I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting this. It was super cute, super fun. It's nothing really Dubai specific. I don't think it was very like, you can only do this in the Middle East. But when I looked it up later, it's like one of the big attractions of Dubai, I think, at least a family friendly one. And it's called the Garden Glow or like Dubai's Glow Garden or something like that. And I had happened to catch a glimpse in my taxi ride. Um, I saw these really pretty lights off to the side. And again, it's like kind of the middle of nowhere. You're in the desert and then suddenly you're just like in the downtown area. And I remember looking up to um, find on the map what that could be. And I go and it's kind of like a little amusement park. But yeah. You go at night and it is just this huge ground of just all these glowing statues and fun scenes that they set up. So it's like for kids and kids run around and there are lakes and like there are all these different tunnels that are made in different lights and they do little scenes. Like I think they even had kind of like an Alice in Wonderland scene with teacups and um 
the zoo and all these sculptures and things that are interactive and that you can take pictures with. And the grounds were huge. It's obviously nice, warm nights. And it's so beautiful. Like you can spend like an hour there just walking around, just surrounded by these beautiful colored statues. And there are kids there and there's like lakes and waters and fountains. And everywhere's just such a beautiful like photo. Like it was very Instagrammable. So for anybody who's like big on yeah, the photos. It was so fun. And it's like something that I love. And it's the weirdest thing to be like, they had this one thing in Dubai that I need to see other places. Like they need to bring that into the US or um, find other places because it was such a lovely like place to just stroll. And it made me so happy. And never would I have thought like that that was something in Dubai of all places for me to do or like go see. But I would like recommend anyone who's going there. I'm like, if you're sick of the clubs, if you want something to do for the evening, go to the Garden Glow. It's beautiful. I totally Googled it while you're talking about the thing. Yeah. And it looks, what it reminds me of is a little bit like if you're seeing the Disney electrical parade. Yes. Yes. And it's, it's like, everywhere. It's all around. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. The whole park of it. But just all the lights and all the, you know, and just the whimsy and stuff. That looks so cool. That looks <laughs> totally. like a great destination. So, yeah, I, I looked, looked it up at it too. DubaiGardenGlow.com. Oh my gosh, that tunnel that you see. They have like the carriage, and that giant oh, peacock. Awesome. It is so pretty. Like, what a place to just relax. And I remember at some point just, like, sitting on a bench, like, by the lights and, like, watching, like, families and little kids run around and they were selling, like, snacks. And just, like, Disneyland, they have, like, the light-up glow sticks and all that stuff. And it even looks like here they do, like, an ice park as well where they do, like, ice sculptures of all different stuff. But that's, like, something where I'm, like, that's, like, a bucket list with my kid. I need to take her to to pie and go to that place. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, it was totally unexpected. I think it would be unexpected for people who go, and it's super cute. So, recommend. That's so, nice. Okay, that's that. I really like that one. <laughs> now I want to go. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's funny because up till now, everything I have a lot of friends who've gone to Dubai, and they're like, "Yeah, it's it's like a Vegas, or it's you know, yeah. it's like a big place to go shopping." I actually had some friends who lived there for a while. Did they um, go to the Crate and Barrel? <laughs> no, but you know, it's funny. They were starting up a business with a family, and the, at the time, you can make so much money. And she was saying, "It's like, oh, we're going to the Ritz Carlton again for dinner." It's just like, <clears throat> they they were going to the Ritz Carlton every single day to eat dinner because their business was doing so well. And then the owner just like, Oh yeah, let's go to the Ritz Carlton. And it's like every single day it was like hours of eating there. And then just, and apparently everything when they put together meals, it was a spectacle. And I'm like, ah, you know, it sounds cool, but not the first on my list, but this is the first thing that's kind of like, Hey, I want to go do that. Yeah, I mean, I will say they, it, it's a family friendly city, actually. Like, when you, there's, um, there's big water parks. So the very famous, it's called like the Palm Jumeirah, which is the, the island they created that looks, it's yeah, like yeah. the palm tree. Yeah. They have this huge, amazing water park at the end of it called Atlantis, which I was so wanted to go to when I was there, but I didn't bring a bathing suit and I was there for work and also didn't have a family. I felt like I would have been weird going out there. And they actually had, if I remember right, 
one of the like indoor malls, they do a whole snow experience and they have like penguins even, I think, where you could like hang out with penguins inside and like ski and stuff like that. Um, so you would find other things to do, but it really is not too much else aside from the like clubbing and the shops. And then um, seeing like some of those buildings are impressive, you know, like the Burj Khalifa and stuff like that. But Right. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. All right. So the one thing that I, mine was not very, okay. I came across this by accident. So this has to deal with uh, my wife, my wife, whenever we go on a trip, she actually loves sleep. And especially when you're on a plane, you never sleep. So the first morning that we're in a hotel, she, she's like, I need to sleep in. I just need to sleep in. I don't need to sleep in. And so she'll sleep in at least until 10 o'clock. And especially when there's a time change, lots of times there's, you know, the, you, the you're wide for a guy like me, I'm wide awake. And so as not to bother my wife, I used to go for walks. So I started out going for walks so she could sleep in a little bit. And so quite often I would get up like at the crack of dawn, like 530 to six o'clock. And I would just start to walk the city around the hotels and I found it was the most enjoyable experience I've ever had is that I would go, you know, get like, find something to eat, maybe get something like a cup of coffee or something like that. And I would just walk around the city and I love to watch cities wake up. Yes. Oh, <clears throat> I do yeah. too. Okay. So you, you guys do this as well? or I do. Do you do that, Kristen? Or are you asleep? I'm. I am Zen's wife that has a personality <laughs> that I just want to sleep. So I'm happy to watch the sunset over right. the sunrise. Well, it, so that's why we get along so well. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally, what I'll do is I'll get up and I won't have anywhere to go in particular. And it's just like, okay, let's go for a walk and, you know, just make sure, you know, and I'll just walk the blocks around the neighborhood, cut through the alleys, get a cup of coffee. Sometimes I'll sit somewhere and just sit outside and watch the people walk by, little people watching, watch the stores open up, watch the trucks go by. Um, You know, strangely, every city has a different smell. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's just like every city has its own unique scent. And, you know, they say that when you, um, that scents are one of the things that people have the strongest memories um, attached to them. So sometimes you smell something. It's like, oh, I smelled something like this when I was in, you know, whatever, whatever. So I just walk around in the city and watch people. Like, I would sit across from a, like, a, like in Asia. Like, I actually started this in Hong Kong like 20 years ago. But, like, I would sit across from a store and watch someone open up their mom and pop shop of where i don't know what they served food you know but just seeing them clean the sidewalks and and do their morning you know watching the the food come in watching them prepare it and stuff oh, like i that. do that i do that it's really good i'd never heard anyone else do that oh so you do it too i do it a lot it's yeah yeah because i get up early and my husband sleeps he that's he wants to sleep he's like your wife so yeah and like Kristen. so they all sleep doing that <laughs> and i we're, i'm out doing yeah it's just yeah. walk around or you go to the hotel and you watch people or you sit on top of somewhere like some of the hotels you know have like top like oh, yeah floors yeah. it's just really cool yeah how funny 
and then I try to find um like <clears throat> and this is the other thing is like now that I have a daughter and but my wife, what I'll do is I'll also start to go into like the stores that serve breakfast items or like little shops and I'll just pick up some food in the local stores and watch, you know, workers, you know, like the locals and the workers come in and, you know, go about their day. And it's just the greatest thing ever, you know, <laughs> and it's always, and the funny thing is, it's always at the beginning of the vacation because, you know, oh, yeah. you know, like, cause you got that weird <laughs> time, you know, and then like towards the end of it, I'm just tired. I'll sleep in, <laughs> you know, but usually I get the first three or four days. I'll just go for walks and it's just amazing. So. I will say there have been times where I'm getting to a new city, like when the sun is rising and as I'm like in the taxi going, I do love watching that. It's mm -hmm. beautiful. And I totally understand the serenity behind it. It's just not in my nature to get up for that. And even when I'm there, I'm like, that's beautiful, but I'm going to go to sleep now. <laughs> I just go straight in to the hotel. So I, I really about it later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Ah, how funny. Um, so, yes, Zen, I do that, too. That's crazy. That's um, all. Yeah, it's fun. So I was going to say, so then the one I was going to share is, I love history, and I took a trip to London with my sister-in-law and to meet another friend there, but before we got there, or we landed it, but then we went directly to the BBC History Magazine Conference. <laughs> it's not for everyone, and I had a fabulous time, but so she was going just to go with me, my sister-in-law, and so we took, you know... Uh, we met in Madrid, and then we flew to London, and then we took a bus. It's like we took everything. And then when we finally got to the town, we got in a cab. And because according to us, in the map, the cab had, you know, like our hotel wasn't. It was walking distance, but not enough, like far enough away for us to not want to lug around you know, the carry-ons. So we, we, you know, we tell, we ask people, you know, a cab or a taxi and they correct the way we're supposed to say it, but I can't remember. And then, so we get in there and we get in, we get all the stuff, we get settled, we sit down and we give the guy the, the address and he looks at us and laughs and he goes, it's right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just really, I mean, it's a silly story, but it was just really like, people are nice. He could have driven us around forever. And I, we would have never known. I, I've and, had a friend who actually, where the cab driver drove him to the other end of the block. <laughs> That's <laughs> terrible. So he laughed at us and he's probably saying, oh, stupid Americans or something. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it was just really funny, but. Like that's what that started. And then I went to the conference. The second part of the fun part of that was that um, I put my name in a drawing of books and I won, which is, you know, like, wow. And so I got shipped from, from London about 12 history books. And I'm sure it cost them a ton of money, but they shipped it anyway, which was a really nice kind of thing. So I really enjoyed it. It was like traveling into another universe. It was like the Great Hall where Winston Churchill spoke. All the geeky people, you know, history. It was great. <laughs> my my sister-in-law went shopping in every little store she could find and not join <laughs> me in anything. <laughs> it was funny. So that's my story. Who's next? Kristen? It's me. And um, the other thing that I'm thinking of that was so unexpected that's coming to mind, it's a little sad. Um, uh -huh. We'll try to put a happy spin on it. But um, 
I remember years and years ago, for whatever reason, I saw this photo online um, of this statue that was so moving to me. You guys might have seen it. Um, It's like a bronze statue, and it looks like the outline of a man slumped over, and he's hanging his head, and his entire, like, torso is completely empty. So it's, it's not there. Yes. Um, it's called like melancholy or emptiness. And I remember seeing that and feeling like it was a very profound statue and just feeling like you knew exactly what the emotion was behind that and what the um, artist was like conveying. And it, it, it really just stuck with me because I just thought it was um, really profound. So anyways, I, I guess that the sad part is just the statue, but um, the, the unexpectedness was how I just, ran into it completely out of the blue. Um, I was actually in France in Lyon for work and I had a free afternoon and I decided to take the train to Geneva, Switzerland. Um, I had never been to Switzerland and it was only like a two hour train ride. Um, So it's like, whatever I get there. There's no customs, even though it's another country. It's just Switzerland and France. You just basically walk right off. And then I'm just walking straight to the downtown. It's just like a one shot. Like you just, like Geneva's right there. And just as soon as I come out of the train station, that statue was just right there in front of me. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. I had no idea that it was here. And I guess this is the kind of thing that would be alleviated if I did any research before I went at all. But I tend not to do that when I go to places. I just go. Um. It was so unexpected to me that I just walked out. It was like the first thing I saw. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, like it was just felt so serendipitous because I'd always wanted to see this statue. I had no idea where it lived. And it just was there as soon as you walk out of the train station. Um, and I'm assuming most people would find it pretty easily because it's, it's right on Lake Geneva, like right on the promenade around it. Um, but it's possible you wouldn't go to that side. I don't know. Because... Um, the lake is pretty large. I couldn't even walk a full loop around it. And some of the other sites there are actually more famous. So even looking up Geneva, I feel like the statue doesn't come up. You'll see things like the flower clock, the water jet from the lake, the Reformation wall. Um, but seeing that statue was very serendipitous because it was kind of like something I had always wanted to see and I had no idea. And I might have found it had I done research, but it was kind of one of those joys of just being like, I have a few hours, I'm going to go somewhere new, and wow, didn't plan that, and here it was. And so it always made me really happy that I was able to find it. So that that leaves the... You know, some people like to over-research when they go on a trip, Mm -hmm. and some people under-research. And I think I used to be an under-researcher. You know, like I would, I was just like, let's just go and let's let's see what the day yeah. takes us. But then I, I forget what had happened. I think I was in Italy, and you know, I did this, 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 and this, and then I came back home and I found out I was a block away from something that I really, really wanted to do. Yeah, that and, happens to me all the time. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. There's got to be a happy medium between the researching, like not enough, and missing something like that, and then the over-researching. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I had a similar experience too, even though I did, you know, I tend to do more research because of that experience. But like, um, I think it was the British Museum. I had no idea that the um, the Rosetto Stone was there. Oh, um, where is it at? In the British Museum. 
Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so like, what we're, you know, I was taking my wife and daughter and we're like in the, you know, the British museum and, and like, I come around the corner and, oh my God, it's, wow. you know, there it is. And, yeah. and yeah. I never knew the size of it. It's like, that thing is huge. You know, I was expecting it to be about half the size, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but at the same time, it, you know, I had the similar kind of experience of just coming around the corner and like literally went, oh my God. And my wife and kid weren't there. So I had to selfie myself with it. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just like, I had to have, and I love the selfie just because I have always wanted to see it my whole life. So I feel like I do that. And to me, the Rosetta Stone's like on another level of how awesome and unexpected that is. Uh-huh. But a, a lot of these big museums, especially if you go to the Louvre, so many things live there that you maybe have seen all your life, but never thought of. Right. Like, or or they're, they're good works you see everywhere, but they're not super famous, like the Mona Lisa. And you just turn a corner and you're like, whoa, this is where this is. Um, that right. happens a lot with places like that. But Rosetta Stone's on another level that I would have been like, whoa, here it is. <laughs> yeah, it was um, for in, in the... Um um in the uh in the louvre it was uh the goddess nike the winged victory of samurai and i've always wanted to see that thing my whole life did not know it was in the louvre came around the corner and the same thing is like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) and i i studied art for years and so to see these things in person just like you know essentially brought me to tears but yeah Uh, Well, I will say if anyone's curious, so this just the statue in Geneva that I'm referencing, it's by Albert Gyorgy. That's G-Y-O with the umlauts R-G-Y. And it looks like the statue is either titled Melancholy or Emptiness. I'm sure either one of those would help you find it. But it's just so obviously a sculpture about um, loneliness and grief. And um, if anyone was curious to look that up. And now you know it lives in Geneva. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is kind of another, um, I don't know. I, I read something about this and I started doing this when I was in Japan, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like it was shopping like a local. And what I mean by shopping like a local is there's some very obvious places where um, they're kind of like not like, for example, I took my daughter to the Pokemon's store and that's something that is kind of like even for them that's unusual right so what i mean by shopping like a local is going to like a local stationary store and walking around and checking out a local stationary store and that's the same thing like watching a city wake up is that go into stores that you don't see any tourists in and see what they have to offer and understand it helps you kind of understand people's day-to-day lives you know pokemon is special but just seeing like i i just remember just the idea of a stationary store you know you don't have too many of those in the united states but you go into a japanese store and to see the hundreds and hundreds of different types of pens and yeah you know like and and the japanese love pens and papers and different colored pens and paper yeah, <laughs> and, it, and the it, way that they're all organized too—it's like a shelf yes. of like little cubes, and all the specific colors have their own place. And like, yeah, it's yeah. like and, magical to look at. Yeah, right. 
And and so like even things like I'll just, the, they have these little. I, this is what I was totally fascinated with is they have B four paper which is roughly the size of our eleven by eight and a half, and they had these little plastic boxes that you can put all your papers in and you can stick them into a shelf and separate them like little plastic boxes just for that. But so it's like that type of stuff or. You know, going into Fran- when I was in France, it's like, you know, let's go into the local grocery. We didn't have to go to the grocery store because we're eating mostly in restaurants. But it's like, let's go to the grocery store and just pick up a few like chips and stuff like that. And yeah. just seeing the different types of foods and um, different brands. But even like little tiny things is like, you know, lots of people forget United States is the only place that refrigerates eggs. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And to see eggs actually on a shelf. So I just love going, you know, someone said, shop like a local, go somewhere where the locals go. And I'm like, really? And it's like, why? It's like, just to see what it's like to be there or to live there. And I found out absolutely true. Absolutely true. You know, what? the other thing that I do, like you said, the morning, I also go, one of the first things I do when it is daytime is go to a supermarket. Uh Uh-huh. That's another one I'm, I like going because you watch people, you see like the prices of what things are. Like I remember the um, butter lettuce in, I can't remember what country it is now, is like really cheap and our, what's her basic lettuce here? Now I forgot what it's called. Oh, like iceberg? iceberg. That one's like really expensive. So things like that are funny. And um, just watching people, you kind of walk into like the everyday normal um like person who lives in that city. I think that's one of the things I really like to do too. Nice. Yeah. I love, I just like going into local stores and buying something or you don't even have to buy something, but just visiting. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. And, and that's the funny thing is I'll even take like my, my wife likes lots of different types of cosmetics. And so we'll just go into a drugstore and look at their cosmetics and see what's local and what people like and just take something inexpensive home for her to try out. And quite often she ends up loving them. So then, of course, you can't get it anymore. Of course. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Until you go back like a couple years later. That's funny. Um, Let's see. So I think is that that our end of our our stories today? Anything else from anyone? Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) I know there have been unexpected things, but um, it's hard to think of good ones. I'll I'll just throw one more out. And it it goes on with the theme, because the first thing I said was it was accidentals waking up and watching a city wake up. The second I said was shopping like a local. And once again, this is kind of like trying to see... It's kind of like, what would you do if you lived there? More like if you're a local. And the third one was, I, I've mentioned this before, but we went to Sakura. We were um, in Japan during Sakura season, which is the, ro- uh, I'm sorry. The dream. The um, the, the flower. The, the cherry blossoms. The cherry blossoms festival. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things I had heard was, oh, all the locals will go out. They'll bring a blanket and they'll even like, if you work in a company, they'll send out the under the newest people and they'll send them out first thing in the morning to put down blankets and reserve spaces for the CEO to come later on. What? Yeah. So they'll send out, the, what? yeah, they'll send out entry level people first thing in the morning, 
go stake out, put all the fabrics down and they, you know, you know, like all your blankets down and they'll actually save spaces for upper management to come in later on in the day. And then they'll spend what? part of the day there. I don't understand. What? <clears throat> Say that again. I'm sorry? Say that again. I don't understand. Okay. So okay. cherry blossom season. Uh-huh. What's traditional is that you go out and you spend part of a day or the whole day underneath the cherry blossom. Yes. yes. Uh huh. If you work for a corporation, what they will do is they will put, they'll send out the people with the least tenure, like the newest employees, newest Uh employees. They'll send them out in the morning with blankets and stuff at the crack of dawn to go lay out blankets and reserve spaces under the Sakura trees cherry blossom trees and then later on the ceos and the upper management will come so the upper management doesn't and have kick to go them out? huh and kick them out well no i don't know i think everyone can stay but they oh, make okay. that's what i'm like what <laughs> no, okay they'll, okay they'll the un- but even so like just think about your what should my what did i do today it's like i want you to go throw a blanket underneath a tree and spend four hours there waiting for the ceo to come it's like that's the job I want for today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, it is, yeah. yeah. Okay, I got people, it. I got it. Yeah, people will have <laughs> snacks. And so the thing is, I was like, okay, I don't know what to expect. So I was like, why not? So we did it. And we were the only foreigners under these trees. And we, we had the smallest blanket because I had I packed our own blanket. It was something like six by six, and it was you know, six by six, and it had three of us on there, and it was the best time. Of course, that's very memorable. I love it. You know, watching, you know, just seeing all the locals being happy and talking and enjoying, and this is, you know, they're one of the big events of the year, and just feeling like, oh, you know, just understanding the culture a little bit. And so everything, I, I guess, was like trying to integrate my, not integrate, but like learning about what people do when they're local. That was one of the surprise mm-hmm. things. I was like, really sit under a tree? But once <laughs> we got there, it's like, I should have. I get really, it. Yeah. I wish I set aside a couple more hours. I only set aside one hour to do it. And I think we should have easily done three or four just to watch people go by and look at the trees. I'm just more amazed that. Yeah, the job duties. Like, what a different job culture is that you can do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Still so. sounds beautiful. And that is the dream to go to Japan during Sakura season. That's yeah. That's really, that's a great story, Zen. I like that. It's a good way to end. Yep. And that is. Cool. Yeah. And, well, that's the best of things in life that are unexpected podcast. Mm-hmm. Thanks for tuning in. Want some more? Then check us out on our Facebook or Instagram social media pages where you can find photos of our adventures around the world, interesting articles, and more. Also, if you're new to our show, check out some of our older podcasts on Italian cooking with Chef Dennis, best condiments from around the world, and the best gifts to give a, tra- a traveler. Oh, I remember that. One, one of those was, um, what was the gift that you gave, Kristen? Remember to... um. <laughs> No. no. Okay, never mind. No? Mom brain. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so go check those out. All right. <laughs> Last well, of all, 
before we leave, oh, um, oh, actually, last of all, before we leave, I'm going to hand it over to Zen. Okay. <laughs> we want to give a big thank you to our sponsors, the University of California oh, Irvine. Hey, Chris doesn't have any lines today. Anyways, Division of Continuing <laughs> Education. They offer only the best professional education if you need a career boost or looking for a new profession. Check them out at ce.uci.edu. And thanks again for tuning in. Bye. 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 Bye.